comes down to. This is music. This is mayhem. This is a high-voltage rock and roll podcast especially for you. Don't think because you haven't heard of us that we didn't exist. We've been here all along like a spirit roaming the night, seldom stopping to rest. Our path has been marked by the bolted skull and bones, smashed guitars, and starred stages across the world. Welcome to the full-on church of rock and roll. This is only the beginning. Usually we're calling people and it's awkward and the... You know, yeah. phones ringing and then they don't pick up, or it's voicemail. Right. And then, shit. It's and the then Tim says, "Oh, we're live. Oh, we're live. <laughs> oh, shit. Now we this know is the definition of on-site. Yeah, <laughs> Damien, get off your phone. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, why don't you introduce your friend? All right, well, we got Trevor from the Lungs here today. We're super excited. Oh yeah, um, this band shreds and is one of my favorite bands of all time. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm not trying to like humble you. Honestly, like when I think of like. LA bands of now, I Dude, just yeah. definitely yeah. you you guys. Thank are you, keeping it you know alive, man. It, it's cool because it's like there is this new thing going on in LA right now. I mean, you know, with with you guys and, and then you know, obviously you guys just put out your your f- debut album, but you've right. done so much before that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's bands like Void Vader. It's just like a, Raptors and Keelan, and there's a lot of cool shit going on in LA finally again. And, and Hell yeah. you know. LA's been known for a lot of cool shit and a lot of horrible shit. So <laughs> let's get back to the crucial shit. Trying so. to swing it to the cool shit again. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So welcome, Trevor. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. So, I mean, one of the things that always, you know, I've always wanted to talk to you about is the brother dynamic. Because, yeah. you know, Ike and I play together. It's and the best. Play together since, like, you know, we were 12 and he was like 14 or something. Something yeah. like that. But um, man, you guys are just so good live, and you're—I mean, you—you you shred on guitar, obviously. But your Thank brother you. and Ike was—you know—we were just talking about this this morning. Like he hits so hard, and He's some people best, hit man. hard, and they don't really—you know—they just do it because they're like. You know, they want to hit hard. No, but finesse. he really, yeah, he really has like the feel and he's like in the pocket and just, yeah, it's like drives half it, impressive you know? and half intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we call that the same the, way. We call that the yeah. Joey C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. Hell yeah. yeah. But what is like the writing process? Is it like you guys have that brother dynamic? So you guys just kind of vibe off each other or is it? Yeah. Um, for the most part, um, I take the reins on a lot of the writing. Um, Cause he just kind of likes to work off of whatever vibe I got going usually. I mean, he writes songs too, especially for the newest record that we're writing right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of like a writing machine. Like I just, I'll go and write two or three songs in a day and then just text him in the group chat and be like, sorry guys, here's three more songs you have to learn. <laughs> here's three or more whatever. bangers, right? Yeah. Dude, that always blows my mind. You guys are constantly putting stuff out like on Instagram. I yeah. Like, Every time, like, dude, it's just bangers. Yeah. Just told you. <laughs> it's so it's great. Always writing, but that's yeah. what you got to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think so. so it it takes to this point for you guys, uh, October. So you put it out during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You put out your, your first full right. length. Why did you wait that long? Um, well, we wanted to find a label for it because um, we self-released the first uh, two EPs, which was awesome. I think it's a really crucial step to kind of do and exercise your own you know, stoke with putting stuff out, you know, by yourself. And, you know, I think the work uh, that you got to put into that kind of thing is pretty important for, at least for us, you know. Um, But uh, I was looking around a lot at just like cool local labels doing stuff. And then we found uh, Dune Alter, which is uh, who we put our record out through. They put out that band Entry, who's super sick. Um, Oh, yeah, that's Clayton uh, from Touche, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, And they're, they're... awesome so i kind of was like just looking around and i saw them and i started messaging with justin the guy there and he just really really cares um about the music and just he just he's passionate about music which you know to me it should be um like a standard thing for people who play in bands and play music and are involved with art but it's really actually the opposite at least what i found you know people just don't really care that much so when I started, you know, corresponding with him and I just really got the vibe that he just really, really loves what he does 
and uh, it was just really important for us to find a home that you know kind of echoes the same passion that we have for our stuff. So we waited a while because of that. We just wanted to find a really good home for it. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you put stuff out on your own, it kind of gets lost in the fold sometimes, whatever. And since we'd already done that, it was like, you know what, we need to find a good home for this. People who actually give a shit about what they're doing and give a shit about us, you know. So, um, yeah. And we it was really supposed to come out a few months earlier, but since the pandemic hit, it was kind of like, all right, we paused for a little bit, kind of waited to see what happened. Certain kind of didn't feel appropriate to put stuff out at first. It was kind of like this world's in an insane place, and you know who wants to hear a bunch of dudes just screaming their heads off? <laughs> Me. Yeah, <laughs> well, I do. The same, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know. That's actually a really good point because I feel like all of us, you know, had music. You know, Tim had some songs that he'd been working on. Keelan um, had some singles, and so did um, we, like Raptors. And yeah, and it, we. I feel like all of us felt that way, like during you know last year just it, did, it there was like just for a second it felt like should we put something out right now like yeah, it doesn't definitely. feel appropriate but like i think it's now things are not i mean everything's still on fire but you know i think that <laughs> right, yeah. i think i think it's will be so on fire for the rest of eternity yeah, yeah and i just think, that I think that everyone is looking for music again like it's, yeah it's not just a you know it's not like why are you putting this out it's like thank you for putting this out sure. right. we didn't yeah. know we didn't know what we we're getting into yet so do we put songs out or will we be doing shows in like four months from now and just like do it closer to that time yeah and yeah. Then we realize exactly. okay we're in it for a while so let's put songs out and figure out how to keep people's eyes on it in the world that we're in right now exactly. you're, you're right and i i feel there's no excuse for bands coming into this year and and as this year progresses not to put out the best shit they've ever put out because they had straight n- up nothing yeah. else to do I never had more time to do it than now. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, fuck, we're like, I think we have 32 songs written for the next record. That's That's a real band. I mean, they're obviously not all going to see the light of day, but I mean, you know, it's just throw shit at the wall, see what sticks. And I remember seeing some interview with, um, Quincy Jones and when they were, (laughs) when they were writing Thriller, they wrote a hundred songs Yeah, and they were like, um, for every 10 songs you write, one is going to be a hit. So it's like you write 100 to get that distilled down, like the best of the best. Obviously, there's not going to be a single lung song that's a hit. But, you know. I don't know, <laughs> I man. think I speak for everyone, though. Like, we definitely want to hear some of those tracks. Like, dude, Cross yeah. Even if they don't Cross Call is the shit, dude. dude. Yeah. Like, Thank that's you. a perfect dude, that song. guitar riff, too. Yeah. I was like, ooh. But, but that, <laughs> that's the thing oh, yeah. about, about the album Psychic Tombs, which is the new album. Yeah. It's a perfect album. I mean. Oh, thanks. I mean. I'm listen. I'm notorious since I was six years old. I would change the order of songs. Yeah, you know what I mean. You guys put them in the fucking perfect order. I've Dude. never listened to an album and said I'm not going to touch it. Oh, that's awesome. So, I mean, that's like a huge thing I obsess over is song orders, yeah. song titles, like everything. I have like a you can fucking. Tell. I have a note in my phone that's just a long ass list of song titles. Like, oh, Quantum Supremacy. That's a dope sounding song title. Now I got to try to write a song that fucking makes sense to that. And right? well, <laughs> where, where did Tetraphobia come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was reading, uh, I can't remember if it was like a Stephen King book or something, but that's the fear of number four. And I guess in certain like Asian cultures, the fear of number four is also the fear of dying. So it kind of just like, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I there's like no it. elevators like, with, uh, yeah. right? There's no elevators with that floor yeah. or hotels. With yeah, 13 here. Yeah. With 13 yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. They're probably out there. And, yeah, um, dude. I, I'm not as big in the punk world as these guys are, but listening to your music, you guys are so tight when you listen to those songs that either you guys are just magically that talented or you could tell that you guys spend hours rehearsing. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> and just, just a lot of road life, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, I mean, you know, we all really take a lot of um, pride in just playing our instruments and stuff. And I feel like sometimes that's. Uh, an issue that people don't like about us is that we're like too polished or at least that's what some people have said is that we're like too polished, too tight, whatever. But I mean, it's like, dude, I, I don't, I don't spend any time thinking. No, if someone's talking about you, then you're doing something (laughs) right. No, exactly. And I think you mix, I mean, classically, like there's the aggression and you know, everyone always mentions black flag, whatever. Nope. No problem with that. Of course. But there's like your guitar playing reminds me of Mike from blast. Sometimes. Oh, awesome! And, and some of the songs, like the drums, it's like Void Voivod. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, totally. It's just like cool mix, and I mean, everything's there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like we just want to combine like all the things we love about heavy music into one band. You know, and 
some of the steps a lot more melodic. Um, you know, like the last song in the record, Fugue State, or the song Lizard Anthem, it's way more melodic. But yeah, uh, woes in the, in Lizard yeah, Anthem. yeah, yeah, Damn, you know, all right, there we go. Yeah, dude, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I I just I love all of that stuff. You know, like I don't, I'm not just a heavy guy. I mean, mainly I guess, but you know, I just I love everything. Like I'm listening to a ton of Steely Dan lately. I know that's probably not going to find its way into the lungs uh, <laughs> repertoire, but, but you never know. But you sometimes know? like that influence, it doesn't even need to sound that way. It's just the feeling, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give you my secret for writing the riffs that I write. Please. I take Bob Welch and I take his melody lines and I think of them as heavy guitar parts. There we go. That's all nice. you got to do. That's it. So I'm still that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let me add that Everybody to my listening, list. Everybody yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, um, yeah. Oh. Keelan brought up a good point about like, you know, he could hear that because you haven't seen them live yet. No. Right? So he could hear that, you know, in your um, Just recordings. the playing, yeah. Cool. But like, you know, us getting the privilege to play with you guys and and stuff like that. And I know you've seen mm-hmm. them, right, Tim? So, <laughs> I mean, it's not just in the recordings. And a lot of people, you know, have really nice polished, polished sounding mm-hmm. recordings. And then when it comes to live show, like... You know, I mean, I would almost prefer live just because you guys are so Same. fucking. Like, <laughs> yeah. We all would heavy. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's heavy. It's loud and it's tight. It's not, you know. Thank well, you. Do you guys, guys play really loud? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so great, dude. And <laughs> when you guys hit those hard cuts too, like yeah. you all cut like just perfect. Oh, like, sick. It's super. Yeah. I do. We do those too much. <laughs> no, dude, like, I dig it. Nah, nah, nah. Like after every course, I just. Like, I you like you can't not move when you guys play. <laughs> that's like, when oh, you catch your breath. What is this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So let oh, me yeah. ask you this. You've added a fourth member. Yeah. Greg Cash. Yes, the man. Hey, who is the man, by the way? <laughs> Greg. Dude, he's one of, I mean, he, I've known him so long now. Um, uh, he's an in- incredible bass player. He's been one of our best friends for super, super long. And um, he just started bothering me and my bro Dylan about playing in the band. He's like, yo, bro, what's up with that second guitar player spot? And I'm like, there is none, dude. Yeah, yeah. There, and there won't be. You know? <laughs> right? yeah. But he just kept bugging us about it. And he's such a musical guy and he gets it, you know. Um, and like we were saying before we started recording, it's kind of like you when you join a band, sometimes there's a specific role to fill. And he's a guy who can identify that immediately. And so he just wanted to, you know, play. And so we had this New Year's Eve show. And I was like, all right, dude, we're playing New Year's Eve show. It's like a 40-minute show, which is like what usually we've never played that long because our songs are like two minutes. So a 40-minute show for us is like (laughs) fucking 17 songs. (laughs) (laughs) It's way too much. I was like, ah, all right. Well, I was like, okay, man, well, here's your, here here you go. Here's like 15 songs you got to learn. And it just ended up sounding heavy, man. Having a second guitar in there, playing those riffs. And um, there's certain parts when I can just like cut out and just sing, which is a really cool dynamic to have. Um, yeah. But yeah, he really, he really adds a lot, to, a lot to the sound. And we're just really, really stoked to have him. The cool thing about Greg and the few times that I've met him is he goes full on 100% in every moment. He's in that oh. moment. He could be looking at a can of soda and be like, fuck, this can is the best can. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. It's just, 100%. It's so, all the time. It, 100%. And he's such a great personality. Oh, and, man. Uh, he, he brings so much great energy to the show um, and just to the, you know, the group chat, you know, on the <laughs> phone. Yeah, you gotta know? have that yeah. guy. Just constantly, man. The so, emojis and the gifts, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But exactly. He's, he's like, and you, you yourself, mm. you guys are both mercenaries. You guys yeah. have both played with other bands. Oh, you, yeah, you big know. time. So, yeah, no, and it's just great to have someone who knows the, you know, knows the hustle. And uh, I mean, he's really great with um, a lot of recording and like technical stuff, uh, you know, setting up, you know, live shows and miking and like all that kind of stuff. So he really just brings a whole, you know, uh, you know, set of skills to the band that wasn't really there before, which is which is just awesome. So really, I mean, it sucks because we've only played he's been in the band for over a year and we played one show with him. Or two, mm. maybe. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah. dude, wow. we're we're all chomping at the bit. I mean, I know I'm speaking for everybody when this we're all chomping the at the yeah. bit to just fucking Fauci fest. I know, dude. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So well, let's take it back to the beginning. How did you guys get it together? Like, where did you guys come from? So, well, um, I've been living in LA for fifteen, almost fifteen years now. Um, and the bass player Billy. Um, he was in this other band called Kill the Dance Floor that was kind of like a mixture of like The Clash meets um, 
like Franz Ferdinand kind of kind of vibe. Wow. They were sick. I really so the liked combat him, rock record. Yeah, <laughs> I, dude, I dug it. But he hates it though. Like, so he's always talks about how ashamed he is of that band. Even though I'm like, dude, it was actually really fucking sick. He's a <laughs> he's a really fucking good bass player. He is. Awesome. Everyone in your band plays really really well. Dude, Billy band. is the secret weapon. Honestly, like. This band just wouldn't be what it is without him in it. Like he brings so much to the table and intensity, his vocals, like everything. Because I I can't do the kind of vocal style that he does. It's mm. just so brutal, dude. I yeah. like dude the I, two vocal stuff that you guys do is pretty. Thank you. Awesome, yeah, man. it's. I mean, I, I just think it really adds a lot to the band. And now with my brother uh, singing a lot more in the band now too, and having like a triple vocal kind of attack is really cool, unique. You know, there's songs where he is the only one singing and like vice versa. So it's just, I think it's um, rad. But anyway, I was, uh, I was friends with the guys in Kill the Dance Floor. And, um, before, and that's how I met Billy. And I always loved his bass tone. I just told him all the time. I was like, dude, your bass tone is so sick. Like, mm -hmm. it's the, one of the raddest things I've ever heard. And then um, that band broke up. And then like a year later, we were just texting one day about like Dead Kennedys and Black Flag, you know, and just how much we love those bands and uh, East Bay Ray and like all those just, you know, guys who are, you know, East Bay Ray is totally underrated, but that's a side note. Anyway, yeah, another episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but it was just like, dude, we both love this kind of music. Let's start a punk band. Like, let's just go for it. Like, no, you know, no inhibitions, you know, whatever. And then, uh, you know, you say that type of thing to people all the time. Let's start a band, whatever. But then like a couple hours later, he sent me a voice memo, like two or three voice memos of these like bass riffs. And I'm like, oh, it is on, dude. All right, <laughs> it's a real band. Go. I was like, this is, this is happening now, dude. And then like literally like two months later, we had that first EP. And um, when we went into track vocals, we'd never even heard each other singing on the songs before. Because we demoed out the songs with my brother. It was like, yo, Dill. We got this, me and Billy starting this punk band. You got to play drums on this recording. It was like, we don't know where it's going exactly. And um, so we, when we recorded vocals, it was like, oh, awesome. Well, this is actually going to work out then. It's going to be sick. So, yeah, that's basically how it all, the very first beginning of it was. So Nice. That's awesome. Well, now going to today, you have like two big things happening this week, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have a video for Cross Cult coming out uh, tomorrow, which is getting premiered on Brooklyn Vegan, which is super rad. That's huge. Um, yeah, they're, they do really, really cool stuff. They care about the scene. Um, and uh, my brother actually did the whole music video. It took him like a year or something like that. Like we basically went in our rehearsal space, put up this white sheet, and then just filmed us like playing along to the song yeah. and then he rotoscoped it. So basically animated over the video. That's so rad. So he like oh frame by God. frame, like did this for like over a fucking year. Jesus. He did the eight, the eight bit one. He did the hidden hand video yeah. too, which is like, I, he gets these crazy ideas for videos. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to make it look like a, like an old school Nintendo game. And I'm like, sick that's awesome and then like a year and a half later he's like here it is like, that is awesome i feel bad that you spent that much time on it but it looks so good you know but i mean is that just a, a pastime of his to do that kind of stuff or does he do that professionally it's um he basically just has a vision for it and then learns how to do it yeah so fun. you know so he'll just like take all the images and then make them super low res so it gets like the real square kind of 8-bit vibe and then you know, watches a million YouTube tutorials on how to like animate stuff with layers. And I mean, he goes hard, man. I don't, you know, shit. I have to watch shows to change my windshield wipers. Straight up, yeah. straight yeah. up, dude. Same, same. You know. Every day, every yeah. time I change them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think I would know. I've been, been changing them for 15 years. Right? Yeah. yeah. You'd think I would know, but no, yeah. still got to do it. Yeah, yeah. So that's coming out tomorrow, which is super rad. And then um, we have a live stream coming out um the day after so today's tuesday so thursday um and that's gonna be on not fest which is super rad um those guys have been super cool to us they love the band which is really really cool and humbling you know what i yeah. mean yeah yeah um are you part of that 5b family or no no we they just they dig the band um so every time we got something new they're just like yo let us know when you got something coming down the pipe let us see it so um yeah um, they loved the live stream, which we did at um, uh, Mates, 
Okay. Over in uh, Burbank. Um, we just had like this like big room, <clears throat> got a couple of cameras and did it. And um, so it's going to be streaming, but we're obviously not doing the performance live just because there's been so many of those where you see in like mics go out, videos <laughs> yeah. go out. And then oh, they, it's yeah. like someone standing there with like the phone <laughs> and they're just like technical difficulties. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we just want to make that shit legit. You know what I mean? You know, always got to put your best foot forward with that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, pretty stoked about that. So what was your shit growing up? Like your guitar player, like what your influences? And- so, um, like I, my first instrument was actually drums. Um, I, I loved playing drums and I mean, it's just, you know, it's like the most primal like instrument I feel like there is, you know, like rhythm. Yeah. That's like what you connect with, you know? Yeah. So I was just always super stoked on that. But then I saw the video, the rage video for sleep now in the fire when they're, you know, get arrested on wall street and they're like fucking riffing up there. And I was like, okay, I think I actually want to play guitar because that's probably <laughs> the coolest thing I've ever seen, you know, getting arrested, playing riffs. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> so as soon as I saw that, then I switched to guitar, but you know, that was probably why I started playing guitar. But you know, ever since then, I just, I loved, um, my brother came home from college and he handed me, uh, at the drive-in relationship of command and, uh, refused shape of punk to come. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, I know those are seminal records for a lot of people, yeah. but that just really changed the game for me. You know, the melody, the passion, the intensity, and just like the sheer reckless abandon that those guys had, you know, where it's just like, they don't even care if they're playing the parts right live. It's like the intensity is the, you know, most important thing to come off and like that has always just resonated with me so deeply i remember seeing a video of them doing one arm scissor on i think it was like david letterman and dude he david letterman like he hated it he absolutely (laughs) hated the performance you know like afterwards he's like what even just happened you know and i'm like that is exactly why i love this band so much you know so just hearing those bands you know like i was never really um like oh i want to like solo like Kirk Hammett from Metallica or something. No one ever said that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, bad example. But you know what I mean? I, one of my closest He's making a point. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? It's I like, know, I'm like you. you know, you have those guys start out playing guitar because they want to be a really good guitar player. And I just wanted to play guitar because I wanted to write songs and just like be in a band, you know? And um, again, that's something that you find that's not really... Uh, like a common theme with a lot of people, you know, they want to play an instrument because they just want to be like some fucking virtuoso jerk off. But then it's like, yeah, can you write one fucking good riff? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, so, you know, at the drive-in refused all those bands. I loved like bands like mad caddies and no effects when I was a lot younger still do. Um, But you know, that kind of shit. And then when I discovered Dillinger escape plan, that was a whole game changer for me because it was kind of right there in the middle where it was like these guys who could absolutely just dominate on their instruments, you know, but yeah, then yeah. they the had mass core. <laughs> yeah. But then they have this like intensity, you know, that like is just unmatched. And I firmly believe there will never be another band that even scratches the surface of just the intensity that that band had. Right. And, um, you know, I had mentioned before that, I had won a guitar contest with that band like 12 years ago. It was like they were putting out their album called Ironworks, and it was like, we'll send you a full package of stickers, posters, whatever, and whoever puts them up in the coolest places, does the most creative thing with it, then, you know, you'll win like this guitar that was, quote, liberated on stage at one point. So it's just like this destroyed guitar or whatever that was (laughs) autographed by them. And um, I ended up covering, there was like this, the, Sex in the City movie had just come out like recently. Classic. So, <laughs> I was, Let's I was talk about that for a second. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now and that's I, the episode. Yeah. And I was uh, I was working at uh, a blockbuster at the time. Hell yeah. And um, they had we had this huge display for that movie, and I fucking hate that movie. I hate everything that that show and movie is about. I think it's such a horrible, horrible like thing to put on women that they need to like act this way and buy these shoes and like. I think it's a fucking horrible show. Have a wild sex drive. Yeah, hey, well, <laughs> How dare yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so I took, I took the full pack of stickers and I covered every single face and every DVD 
with the Dillinger logo. And then I went to <laughs> oh, uh, the police station in Glendale because I was living in Glendale at the time. And I put up a bunch of posters on the side of the wall at the police station. And so those photos are what won me the contest. And anyway, basically what I'm getting at is that I got to meet the guys because of that. And they've all been super humble, super rad to me, remembered my name, you know, over a decade, which is just crazy to see him because, you know, we ran into him at the Louder Than Life Festival. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't last year. It was the year before. 19, now, right? yeah. It feels Jesus. like last year, but we oh, missed yeah. that we whole year. We lost the whole year. year. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it was Ben and Ben's in suicidal yeah. now. Yeah. 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 So when I saw him, I was like, oh, dude, I got to go say what's up. And, you know, he remembered me. He's like, thanks for talking to me, you know, stopping me, grabbing me, whatever. And um, it was awesome, you know, so just having a band like that who's just that humble and then just like you know brings that intensity day in and day out you just you know it's untouchable at least at least to me um so that's kind of what's always resonated with me you know that energy the passion and then um you know just having more melodic songs like they do um it's you know proof that you can do it all you know you don't have to be pinholed into one sound as a band or yeah. anything like that right yeah some you bands know? are like they're all energy but they don't play you yeah know, and you can kind of feel that and it's just they're all just shock value yeah but i think like you said dillinger um for me gallows oh, oh yeah uh, dude you know and uh ceremony ludax like when yeah. i those are like when i went to those shows i thought i was gonna get hurt yeah like, <laughs> straight up but oh dude i yeah those dillinger shows i mean that's just i was at the last one that they did at the region and you know it's just, <laughs> i was up on the balcony at that show and that's where the singer jumped off the balcony up which was dude that balcony at the region's like yeah 15 feet fucking high dude yeah insane but dude i love gallows too and that record they did after frank left the first one the self-titled oh, yeah, record self-titled, yeah that's a sick dude, record it's, it's so like good. a different band but it's, it's so yeah good. Right, they should have yeah. changed the name i hate to say, dude, sorry Stu. yeah <laughs> but they should have changed their name because it's dude, they're great yeah. songs on that album dude, yeah for sure. so good yeah i'm surprised they haven't done anything because that's i mean maybe they just people didn't latch onto it because it was so different but Right. I know yeah. they are, they were I don't want to speak for them, but I know they were planning, but then everything hit in mm. 2020. So I think there's something else coming with Wade, right? I hope so. I mean, I I love the rattlesnakes, but I also love Gallows. Like, yeah, you know, I have yeah. a Great Britain tattoo. Like, I love, love that, that record. record. Obviously, yeah. Orchestra Wolves. Like Orchestra anything Wolves, they've dude, done, I've I've loved. Dude, so. I think I think Great Britain is like one of the most underrated like heavy albums ever. <laughs> People don't talk about that record, dude. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from well, the Tim top. has a, a has a, an opinion about that, and I think he might be what about the, the <laughs> order of the oh, albums. Oh, Great Britain should have been their third album. Right. They they needed to do one more orchestra in between. People weren't ready for that it was, yet. It was a huge step. Yeah, yeah, and then I think they made a huge mistake going out with what's that band I hate that you love? AFI. AFI. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like that band. They went out with AFI. Yeah. And but dude, played AFI Arena. during that run took Gallows. They also no, took Ceremony. That's fine. I'm just saying. At, now we're gonna be in a fight. That's what this is for. Shit off. Yeah. This is, but, I gotta turn but, it off. No, you, you can't. You can't like. I mean, you're trying to break, and Gallows was known for playing clubs and being like Dillinger and punching you in the yeah. face, and right. now you're in playing the forum, and there's there's just so much distance, and it just it didn't yeah. translate. Yeah, I can see that. What do you what do you think of Dream Car, Damien? I didn't really. I mean, it's I like, know that it's Davey, and like basically no, no doubt, doubt, but I I never really got into that. I just I don't on li- the surface that sounds horrible. I don't <laughs> listen to that kind of music, and it's more like on the is it more on the Nick Cave Morrissey side? I'm not sure, but. I don't listen to that kind of stuff, but I like it. It was commercial enough for me to like listen to it. But I was getting your opinion because you and me are the only ones that go down the AFI road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I too, too, right? Yeah. yeah. The I, brothers. I, I Come at me, bro. Yeah. I love you guys. Hey, I love you guys together. <laughs> it's not my thing. I like I like the stuff he did with Todd Youth. I thought that was a good record. That, yeah. Oh yeah. You know that Dude, was cool. I saw Rip. I saw Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes at this um, one-off gig that I was doing. And I mean, they still play like they're in Gallows. Even yeah, though oh, yeah, yeah. Even though they're like Which, way like what? softer or whatever you want to call Where it. Where was it? Because I'm sure we probably were, were there. So it was um, my brother and Greg and I. So the three of us actually, we were hired to play like this one-off radio gig for this like industry show in oh, Kentucky, okay. in Louisville. Okay. And um, so it was us and Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, which was like, what? That's so I was like in the, stu- or in the hotel, I was like up in my room and I like, I keep hearing this like rhythm and I'm like, I recognize that fucking song, you know? Like, yeah. And then I started to realize, I was like, that's Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes. I'm like, why is a fucking hotel playing Frank Carter <laughs> yeah. and the Rattlesnakes? And then I go downstairs and they're sound checking and I'm like, 
oh, okay, I guess they're also playing the same <laughs> show as us. And I mean, the band we were playing was called Silent Rival. It's like a cool synth pop thing. Mm-hmm. Really good friends with the manager, and he needed us to come through last minute and, you know, be the band or whatever. So it was super sick, <clears throat> but it was like, you know, synth pop, and then Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, <laughs> and Frank Carter's literally crowd surfing and walking along the ceiling at some like super nice hotel and there's like footprints <laughs> all tiny footprints oh, yeah. tiny yeah. wingtip yeah exactly wearing those nice shoes now <laughs> yeah dude that warner's money yeah, <laughs> yeah straight up nah, we, we saw them uh, at the hi-hat um the oh. first u.s oh, show yeah. dude I, know. I had i had tickets to the first show but they got like canceled or whatever the oh. very first one you remember yeah, yeah. that that yeah. was part that was part of their like Run of shows that, yeah, I don't. Yeah. That was when, no, that was when they were coming back, right? Yeah. yeah. Tim knows all about it, apparently. <laughs> 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 so, anyway, let's get back to. <laughs> yes. and we're, we're, when we have this podcast, we're just going to say everything. I don't I care know. who hears <laughs> us. Hey, man. Like, <laughs> I, well, got, spe- okay. I got business dealings. <laughs> Speaking of podcasts, so you do some of the music for Swindled Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's like a. Uh, show about like white collar crime um like nestle and just like other horrible fucking companies that do hey nestle is not horrible hey bro <laughs> hey you take that back you, you take that shit back. about total <laughs> oh, yeah. no, listen chiquita no no dude. one time i was in an airport I, you were with me i think it was after it was in charlotte and some okay. kid was freaking out because all they had were nestle pro- products and he was like Fuck ne- I mean, he's a little kid. I'm like, what yeah. the hell is this thing <laughs> happening against Nestle? But he was, right? it must be a serious thing. Oh, like, dude. I yeah, should pay attention. The only airport memory I have with you is some lady eating eggs right next to us, and you <laughs> oh, were going to murder her, yes. and I was like, please yeah. don't. Please, <laughs> please, don't. Please just walk away, Tim. <laughs> Not again. That, that might have been the last one. Was that the last festival we I did? Think it, it was, was near the end. Yeah, yeah. Was, dude. Oof. Woo. So yeah. what the fuck does Nestle do? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, dude. <laughs> do they I make mean, the mint? Yeah, like child labor, like oh, all the, all, like all that kind of stuff, and they, you know, sell their products in places where they're, you know, you know, they only print English on the label, and they're illiterate to English, so they don't know how to properly use their products, and then the children get super malnourished because Holy the fuck. moms will like dilute the formula material, and so the kids aren't getting like any nutrition, like at all. Crazy shit. All right, well, like, we stand against that. We're, we yeah. got some education <laughs> yeah, here. I like horrible, this. You know, and like I just Kikita, thought it was putting like, uh, you know Rice Krispies in chocolate. Yeah, and the <laughs> yeah, exactly. Way worse. But uh, it's a super rad show to be a part of, man. I I really dig it. It's pretty unique, you know, because most um. It's true crime technically, but most true crime is like, you know, fucking murder porn. Like, you know, yeah. people, right, yeah. it's like horrible, gory stuff. I mean, which is cool too, but you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't know. get me wrong. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you can only listen to so many like stories of families and children being murdered before you're like, okay, I yeah. need yeah. 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 to yeah. right? um, Even the CISO hotel one, I couldn't finish. I was dude, like, I'm, I'm about halfway through that one right now. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough. <laughs> it, it's Did rough. you see Richard Shave on there? <laughs> Oh, Richard Shave. Yeah. Someone they're interviewing his name is Richard Shave. Oh, sorry. I'm gonna keep yeah. an eye out for that. No, that, that, it's a brother thing. Like anytime <laughs> someone's first name is Richard and the last name yeah. like compliments it, like Dick Shave. But, yeah. but what like, about? Like, I should have gotten that. God damn. Yeah. They, Fuck. They interview that that guy and it says under his name YouTuber. Like who says oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even says in that he's like, that's an official title now. By I the know. way, it's <laughs> like, damn, you, you have to like say that. Yeah, full, go get full time salary. Oh, that's full time salary. All the, YouTuber. All the yeah. bachelors. All the bachelors, it says entrepreneur. And so you don't have a job. Yeah, you yeah. Have a job. <laughs> yeah. Unemployed. That's yeah. how you're on the show because you have nothing else. I mean, not to get too into it, but like, I think it's important for that the, the white collar crime. Like that shit. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that's all this country is at this point. Oh, man. yeah. It's I, pretty horrible. Yeah. yeah. And um, like, we did an episode on Chiquita, um, and they like legitimately have like death squads, people like going around Colombia, like murdering people for their over bananas to go. Yeah. To be able to grow Dude. bananas and shit. It's. It's all real, and like Obama bananas. knew about a ton of it, and he like stopped this law from being passed that lets people from other countries uh, prosecute America for terrorists from America, like in their own countries and shit like that. I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's man. insane, but um, the dude actually, because um, it's just one other guy and I that do the podcast, and he, I was a fan of the show. I was listening to it. I commented on one of like the photos on Instagram. And uh, he wrote back and he was like, oh, dude, the new Lungs single is sick. And I'm like, oh, Whoa. that's <laughs> yeah. sick. You, all right, cool. So then we started talking. And I was like, yo, dude, 
you know, he already had like good music on the show. But I was like, uh, you know, I think I can, <laughs> yeah. I think I can do better. We can spice it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, yo, dude, if you need someone to do music for the show, give me a week and I'll send you like ten songs. So then I sent him like a bunch of songs, and he was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. So I was like, right fucking sick. So I've been doing that for a little over a year now, which is awesome. Um, the show's been growing like crazy, which is just awesome to see. Um, which has you know provided me with our you know. He can give like lungs shout outs on there because you know this dude. I think we had like seven or eight million downloads last year, which is pretty fucking nice. Cool. Congrats, it's Damn, just pretty awesome. crazy. I mean, dude, I just do the music, so he's the one who does all like everything the research. I mean, dude, he has to read like it's a lot of works, yeah, yeah, like, a lot of books, yeah, for like each episode. So, um, and it's still an independent show, which is awesome. Um, hmm. so yeah. Crazy. I'm gonna check that out. Now yeah. back to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's. I mean, that's important work, though. You know yeah. what I mean? It really is because, I. I mean, kudos to you. I'm not. I'm not political at all. But mention some people. If someone say like Obama is doing something wrong, people won't even mention it. But it's like fucked up is fucked dude, up. Everybody's yeah. fucked up. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Just if you're gonna be, up. if you're gonna be a politician, it's just you know all the fuck ups. Yeah, you're it, fucked it, up in the head anyway. You have it's that's the truth. Up, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I want to be president. Like, who the fuck who would want to be president? president? Yeah. You got to like be the some, worst job ever. Yeah, you got to be ego some, trip. Yeah. Nar- yeah, you got to be on some narcissistic ego trip to be like, that's what I want to do. And yeah. That's. I don't. Yeah, that's gonna go into a whole conversation. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Not like opinion wise, but it's just like it's all true. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, whenever, whenever, like with the lungs, like whenever we do like political stuff or whatever, I we just try to drench it in metaphor to like, you know, just boil it down to kind of its more simple thing because I don't I don't really want to be known as a political band. And no, then, right. Yeah, it's like know. it's a crazy social climate right now. Like it's hard yeah. to like. You you can't commit like one way or the other because you're gonna get bashed by the other side. So exactly, it's like, and, and it's then, tough. Dude, like yeah. we live in a world where the dead Kennedy, and I know it's not that it's not Jello on their fucking Twitter, I but saw that. But yeah, they're they're reposting FBI looking. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah, they man? did something with Mitt Romney recently yeah, too, like, and Jello's like, fuck? guys, come on, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, like, I, yeah, I mean. There's politics everywhere, but yeah, do it like you guys do. Like Pete Townsend did the same way. Like, won't get fooled again. Like read into it whatever yeah. you want but like partisan politics suck man that's why pearl jam a bunch of chumps and should be kicked <laughs> in the face dude i'm so over those guys man i grew up loving them but like i just like that guy is so full of himself now. well you can get tattoo removal yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh dude so so you know live when you guys play live like mm-hmm. do you guys who comes up with the set list is it just a, a total band thing together uh, it's usually me um, just because I, I just always have ideas and I'm yeah. just like always ready to go. And um, I know that the guys have, you know, place to trust in me to like come up with cool shit like that. I mean, obviously if they have ideas and they want to change it up, it's like, you know, no ideas off limits or they anything will put like their that. changes on the fridge. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, you, usually me, because um, I'm, dude, I just obsess over that stuff. I mean, that's just like all I think about. All I think about is the band um, and just trying to come up with cool new stuff. And, you know, um, recently we started adding um, like quotes and like vibey stuff, like in between songs and whatever, just to like have n- absolutely no like dead air in between yeah. anything just like always like have some soundboard that you guys yeah use. dude that's so sick thanks yeah. man that's like a whole different element to yeah, your set. I th- yeah i think it's cool you know like tons and tons of people have done it or whatever but um i think it's just cool and eerie to have like fun quotes from weird you know religious crazy people or whatever mm-hmm. you know just like talking about like you know whatever and it's just uh i think it just adds a vibe and i think for this band it um it adds more to it than some bullshit I could say in between songs. You know what I mean? It's like, who wants to hear me say something? Thanks for coming out. You know, looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear you say that. You know, um, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I do yeah, say yeah. that shit, but you know, it's like, fill it with some yeah. vibey stuff, you know? Yeah. And uh, if you're punching someone in the face, you don't ask them how they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You could, bro. You yeah. Could. <laughs> I mean, I think I remember seeing. I think it was Black Flag, but they, he, you know, they came out and he's just like, "We're Black Flag, fuck you." And then they start the show, <laughs> yeah. and that's the only thing he said the entire show. And I'm like, "So it wasn't Keith Moore, <laughs> you know? It could, yeah, exactly." So I watched off, and I swear, like, 
20 minutes of it was just him talking to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've, dude, they're badass. I love that band. They are. Yeah. But like, there well, was you, so much talking. Uh, I was like, you listen. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, those songs are so short, dude. Like, yeah. they have to fill it up with something, dude. Just, yeah. just watch Steve McDonald. Don't even worry about <laughs> yeah. that guy. You should just keep playing through the breaks. Oh, yeah. Well, the Misfits, I know, were like the same, right? The songs are only two minutes long. Most. Dude, Danzig at least says hilarious shit in between songs, <laughs> like talking about some like weird like blacklist news group website. Oh, yeah. like, you want to hear shit that nobody else is telling you? Go to this website or whatever. And you're like, all right, I can get down. There with you some go. He Danzig fills the shit. space. Yeah. 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 Not like, all right, how are you guys doing this evening? Yeah. yeah. So this next song, yeah. it's called, yeah. and it's written about. <laughs> it's going to be weird like when everything comes back because everyone's going to have the same. The same COVID speech. Yeah. Oh. I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. So good to be right, on a yeah. stage. Yeah. Dude, dude, I'm I probably going to like headbang my fucking balls off when it, <laughs> the show that we play back. Dude, I cannot wait. When we did the live stream, man, I was just like. Because we did, we did like two run throughs. We chose the best one to go with. Yeah. And after that first one, I was like dry heaving out in the parking lot because oh, I yeah. was just yeah. like, dude. dude, it's been like almost a year since I've been able to just like run around. And um, we have a song. I, we played, I'm pretty sure we played it at the show with you guys where I just like do some weird guitar loop, set my oh, guitar yeah, down. You're on your pedal board? Yeah. yeah. And so it's just like, you know, so I can just like run around and go crazy on stage or whatever. And it's just yeah. like, when that song hits, it's the last song on, in the set, and I'm already like dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next morning, had that bang over. Oh, head banging. Bang over I, for I, days. I was talking to someone yesterday very, from a huge band, a singer from a very fucking huge band, and he was like, Game "Dude, no." <laughs> and he was like, "I'm gonna cry." You know what I mean? Oh, like, because yeah. they, they're starting to get dates, but it's moving back to like December. But you know, they play massive shows, and he's like, I, "I'm gonna cry." Yeah, and big it, time. And it's insane because it. I think a lot of people are gonna who've complained and you know bitched and moaned. I mean, they'll go back to that. Yeah. You know, three yeah. months later. Yeah, but those course. first couple shows for everyone's gonna be amazing because any much- unknown band is gonna have a crowd in yeah. in the city. I I really hope that it creates just something that sticks, man, and just um you know something that you know an appreciation for the art and just the vibe that you know that you can really only get at a show and i just really hope that it creates kind of like a vacuum that just stays you know because right. it shows you how easily it cannot be here yeah know, and it, really and it's the time. it's the appreciation that everyone should have for what it takes to get a band on that stage from the band but also <laughs> production managers and crew yep. and agents and you know just everything just to get there whether you're playing something smaller like a club here the redwood or if yeah. you're playing a festival you know what i mean like straight up it's yeah. the traveling circus and everyone has a part in it and i think everyone will appreciate that finally yeah that's a great point yeah that's there's cool. a lot that goes into it yeah uh, for sure i mean you guys know you guys yeah. know it's just like endless and endless amounts of years dude you know yeah. that just go into it you know and it's just like it's the energy you put into it when you're like driving in your car, just yeah. doing shit you don't want to have to do with your life. You're thinking about your art and your band and your music and just everything that goes into it and what you can do to, to make it better, to step it up, to set yourselves apart from the next person, to write the song, <clears throat> the next song that's going to be, you know, the one that does something for you or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, you guys know, you know, it's just endless. It's a lifetime of just, <laughs> you know, living in your head and, you know, yeah. just trying to figure it all out. And, um, you know, I think that's just something that most people just really don't realize. It's it's not just like a, a couple days a week thing. It's like literally an all day, every day thing. Yeah. yeah. When, you know? when you come up with a riff, do you I mean, what's your process? Do you just start playing and noodling around or is it something you think of a pattern in your head or? Um, <clears throat> it's a little bit of both. Um, like since we had mentioned cross Colt earlier, I literally just picked up my guitar and started playing that riff. And I was like, dude, can I actually just use this riff? Cause it's really, it's a pretty simple riff, you know, doing a man, oh man, oh no, Listen, man, Josh man. from Queens has made a whole career out of doing <laughs> that. There we go. <laughs> so it was just kind of like at first I was like, I don't know, man. And then I wrote, you know, just kind of followed the train of thought, wrote the song, demoed it out. And the chorus is just two words over and over again, just kind of like a, you know, a, uh, with the gang vocal chorus, yeah. you know, whatever. And I sent it over to the dudes and they're like, this song is fucking awesome. I'm like, all right, and, cool. And it is. <laughs> well, oh, thanks. But you know, it's just like one of those things you don't really think about it. You just kind of just follow with what you're going. You get an idea, you just like something kind of sticks, whatever. 
Um, but yeah, it, it really is a mixture of both. Like sometimes I'll just pick up guitar, I'll start playing something, follow that, or sometimes I'll get like a little melody in my head or whatever. So nice. do, do you lay it down or do you just keep thinking over and over? Um, I'll, if I'm around stuff to be able to record it, I'll try to do it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Or, but you know, I have tons of voice memos on my phone of right. me just like singing some riff yeah, yeah. and I'll oh, like, yeah. be going through yeah, it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and then you wake up the next morning like, what the fuck did I yeah. put in my yeah, voice right? memo? Exactly. Mine just says, I hate Damien over and over. Do, 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 do. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Um, I I can't wait to dry heave after a show on stage, oh dude. I'm dying. I'm <laughs> yeah. dying to have that feeling where I feel like dying yeah. after playing that, a show. You, yeah. you gave it 110 on stage. Mine dry heaving was because my cousin gave me a horrible shot of tequila. <laughs> but you know, no bueno. Yeah. Different heave, yeah. dude. There was one time I love Soundgarden. There was one time when I went to a Soundgarden show where I smoked a joint. And then I drank a five-hour energy, and then I had a shot of tequila like, oh, right before they played. Oh, no. Dude, I was headbanging so hard at that show. <laughs> I was totally that guy. You know, every yeah. show has a guy where you look over and like, that guy's rocking out a little bit too hard right now. He's <laughs> like, he's a little too stoked. And I was fully that guy. I was just like, I was up against the barrier, like using the barrier to like headbang, you know, like that. They're, they're playing <laughs> Black like, Hole Sun, and they're like, what's going on? Yes! Dude, it was awesome, man. Oh, I, I'm just, I no, no. I've done that, that at Celine Dion concert sure too. Was, oh! yeah. Are you sure that was weed? Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Yeah, PCP like, rapping. Yeah. I don't even remember who opened that show, but it was like we we missed him. We got there right when right before they played. It was like perfect That's all timing. We Dude, that poor guy, that singer. He sounded like a pterodactyl though to me. <laughs> I I saw them once open up for Nine Inch Nails. I uh, never thought I'd see them. But Nine Inch Nails killed it that night at the Hollywood Bowl. I love me some nails, dude. I'm not a, I'm not that. Yeah, I never love me talk some about nails, but not Nine Inch yeah. Nails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was cool. They're, I'm glad I got to see him before he passed. Just like you know, the list keeps growing. So Crazy. See what you can. Yep. Well, so yeah. I'm glad I brought that down. I, <laughs> no, dude, I'm glad you talked about how you write like have like 32 songs for the next album. Yeah, like, that's insane. Because one of my questions for you is going to be like. Are they all just bangers that you write? Because it seems like every song just <laughs> say so yes, good, uh, yeah, right? But like, so you guys, you just how, how do you choose like what's going to go on the record? And what um, doesn't? I well, I I try to put it out to the guys, man, because I <clears throat> I really want their input, but they seem to be okay with me kind of just saying like I really like these songs, and I kind of just want to like see where these go. Yeah, um, must be nice for the most part, you know. <laughs> Maybe they're just lazy. I don't know. You gonna take that, Casey? No. <laughs> hey, Casey is like a mad scientist when he's writing music. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, usually I'll just because like, like I said, I'm so hyperactive with all that shit. I'm like, yo, what do you guys think? And you know, they'll be like, yeah, whatever sounds good. And I'm like, oh, how about these five? Let's start with these five. And they're like, yeah, that sounds good. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, I'll just choose them then, I guess. But you know. Um, but, you know, my brother Dylan's been writing a lot more for this record, which I'm really excited about because nice. he brings, um, you know, drummers writing songs. <clears throat> it's just like a whole different approach than, yeah. you know, a guitar player takes, you know, it's like it starts with other rhythms. And, you know, I do the same shit all the time on guitar, ba-nat, 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 yeah. like, you know, <laughs> whatever. And since he's obviously like the rhythm guy, it's like he comes up with shit where I'm just like. I don't know where you got this from. I don't know what guitar chord this is. You're like playing something like <laughs> oh, this yeah. or whatever. But, you know, <clears throat> yeah. So usually, usually just me, but um, I really try to force them to, to <laughs> have some input. You it's know? good to have that blend. You yeah. Know? Oh, just, hugely. Yeah. And it, Billy, dude, I try to, like, I have forced him to write stuff because he writes some of my favorite stuff that we've done. Um, like he wrote that song, Hidden Hand. That's all oh, him. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, and he wrote the song on our second EP called Post Nasal, which is like one of my favorite songs of ours. And he wrote pretty much the whole song. So I'm constantly bug bugging him like, dude, write some riffs. Just send them to me because he'll yeah. write riffs, yeah. send them to me. And then I'll like, kind of like put them together or right, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, please, you're killing me. Write some fucking <laughs> riffs, dude. But yeah. when, when you present, so like say we're talking about Cross, cross Cut because mm -hmm. that's coming out tomorrow. Does it change when you give it to Billy and, the, and your brother? or is it... <clears throat> That one in particular did not. No, no. it stayed exactly the same. Um, but my brother, he's like the, the arrangement guy and vocal melody guy. So 
Um, cool. That's the hardest shit, dude. Dude, he he just has an ear for it. So, like the the first song in the record, "Wrong Window," <clears throat> I wrote the song, and I had a, a different vocal melody for the chorus, and it just never sat right with me. I was like, "This sucks, dude." Like, I love this song, but when it gets to the chorus, it just like fucking goes soft. I'm like, it just doesn't. Because it just needs to go up to that next level, you know? Because the yeah. verse comes in so hard with those hits. And so I'm like, Dill, you have to write a new vocal melody to this because it blows right now. And, like, he at first he was, like, he was lukewarm on that song. And I'm like, this, this is one of our songs. It has to be, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so then he came back with the vocal melody that's, you know, on the song now. And I'm like, this is, this is why we need you, <laughs> you <laughs> that's know? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, so most of the time it'll stay the same, but he'll either have an idea or feel pretty strongly about like, yo, this, this melody could be better here or whatever. Um, but he's just got an ear for that stuff, man. So it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. What's your, uh, like your ultimate band that you would want to tour with? Man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, shit. I don't know, man. Just anybody who loves fucking playing, you know, heavy music, fast music that's just like into it, you know? Yeah. Like like we were saying earlier, not a lot of people really have that passion and that drive, so just being able to hook up with somebody that loves what they do, you yeah. know, um would just be would be fucking awesome. I think what's good for you guys is you you break the mold. You don't have to go out with hardcore bands. You yeah. don't have to go out with heavy bands. You can go out with just about anyone. Dude, the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. Dude, I Talk about a debut record, man. That first song hits, Heart Attack American. Mm -hmm. Like the first time I put that song on, I was just like, this is what it's all about. Volume jumps up. uh, It's, dude, (laughs) it's one of the greatest like openings to a debut record like ever, dude. I mean, it's just, it's so good. I mean, yeah, a band like them would be, would be awesome. Um, We've actually, we got a European booking agent over like maybe like a few months ago. So, who knows, we might end up touring Europe before we end up touring the States, but I mean, I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Dude, that'd be that's, cool. Get all cultured, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that's what, I mean, we had Artie yeah. on when he had Air Type 11 and Instruction. They, yeah. they actually broke over there before Geffen picked them up. Dude, I mean, right. you know. A little more open-minded over there. That's exactly what it, I was going to yeah, say. You know, yeah. there's, you know, it's cool that there's something that you have to prove out here, mm-hmm. you know, because it does make you more hungry. It gives you more of that drive to just like really, really break through. But um, I, I grew up partially overseas, so just like being in that vibe, and you um, people just accept you right away. If they see you up on stage and they like what you're doing, they're all about it. Like immediately, they'll start fucking moshing. Like immediately, they don't need yeah. to have like an intro to you, like they kind of yeah. do here, you know. Yeah. So it would be sick. America, America's funny because it, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is; they have to put you in a box somehow. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a control thing or just so. So people here can kind of understand. I don't. It could be food. It could yeah. be television. Definitely bands. You have to be in this little box and easily identified for people to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah some yeah. this review called us polycycore, <laughs> and I'm like, I've never heard polycycore. And then it took me a second. I'm like, oh, political science. I was like, uh, yes. mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, like 90% of our songs are about like depression, so I don't know where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone's depressed over politics. <laughs> I guess there you yeah. go. That makes perfect like, sense. Is that like a college course or like? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then we had some review from Germany that called us Fricklecore. Whoa. I'd never heard of Fricklecore, <laughs> and I maybe take that as we kind of dabble in a few different kind of cores. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. guess. But I was like, all right, whatever, yeah. man. Wait, you know? Frickle? What the fuck yeah, is Frickle? Frickle dabbling? Fraggle or? Rock? Yeah, I, guess <laughs> Frackle, yeah. I know yeah. Fraggle Rock. Frecklecore. <laughs> For real. So, yeah. No, the Europe thing is such a true statement. I've considered, like, when things open back up, even if it's in Europe first before America, like considering doing something, why not? Like there's something going on. I want to be a part of something right now instead of nothing. Yeah. And like you said, you're well received out there and South America has a similar aspect. Straight up. dude. They just love it. it. And it's easier to tour. I mean, it's not, it's comfortable to tour over there, but it's easier because everything's closer. You know what I mean? Like here, there's such a spread out, like, you know, great example. We were talking about Frank Carter earlier. Like, for those guys, a band like that, once they get west of the of the Mississippi, it's hard because things are more spread out. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, eight hour drive. Yeah, can you get you know? Yeah, and if you're doing a van tour, which I know they they wouldn't do, but 
all that stuff comes into play. You know what I mean? Because you have to average so much per show and hit so many shows per week when everything's so spread out. It's it's hard. The, the states is really fucking hard to break. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy because those guys. I mean, <clears throat> they play giant shows overseas. They're playing yeah. fucking. Food I mean, opening for food. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Opening for Oof. the foods, and then they come <laughs> over here, and it's just like it's it's so weird to me how they have not fully like clicked over here yet. And same with the gallows. They kind of <clears throat> never really, you, you have to stake your claim. You, yeah. you can't like just come here and leave. You have to say 2022, that's going to be our year for America. Yeah. And we're going to fucking do it until, yeah. you know, we, we finally break through. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. They're sick, man. Yeah. Ooh, Shit. that's a good show. <laughs> oh, something happened. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, still, I don't think when things come back open, like we're talking about, people will be grateful to come back to shows in LA or just in the country, of course. But I don't think the club days will ever come back, even so. Um, really? I don't. I, I thought that that could be a thing, but especially in Hollywood and Los Angeles, things are being torn down more. Oh, that way. You yeah. know, like, yeah, for real. like where, where is there left to play? Like, there's a, only five places, you know, in this area, at least. I'm thinking for us. It, it's been decades since you could really break right. it out of L.A. anyway. You know what True, I mean? But like, because you just can't. It's, it's, yeah. it's not set up that way. Yeah. Um, and that's why it's exciting to have these new young bands and places that actually support them. But, yeah, you're right. There's not more. Well, you could do stuff at, like, Program. Yeah, I was and kind of do that kind of sick, stuff. Dude. They could, do great stuff for the scene, man. They really support all the, all the new bands. You know, they, there's no uh, ego it seems like there can be some kind of scenes that really are really clicky and kind of like you really have to know the bands there in order to be able to play at certain venues and right. stuff like that. And they're right. not like that at all. Like the guy, Tommy, the guy who runs, he books a lot of the shows there from No Time Records. That guy's a ripper, dude. He just loves bands, loves music. And if he digs what you do, he'll have you out there. It's not like, oh, you need to like prove yourself. Yeah, that's yeah. what I don't like yeah. about L.A., yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Chris and Ephraim there is like super rad too. Yeah, and they're yeah. super welcoming and, and they're all about it and they're not trying to like, you know, they're not trying to take advantage of the situation. They're no. like trying to provide a space where people can. Well, maybe know, that's like, something that's going to change now after COVID's over. Like clubs are going to be like, lose the ego from, from everyone's in. Yeah. And like, let's just bring people on. Let's like set up shows where we have a busy Wednesday night all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. You I, know, I right. kind of feel like local government or state government or even federal government is going to find a way to have to charge some covid fee and put these smaller places out of business it's, oh there'll be all kinds of that yeah. the hopefully, though, years, yeah. hopefully though there's just like cool venues that pop up like um god i'm forgetting the name of this one but it was um there were shows there it was at the you know the old american apparel warehouses in downtown mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that whole parking lot where they have yeah. the festivals and stuff yeah they've yeah. doing shows there they have there was like a venue like on the fifth floor like you had to like take this elevator oh, really? up there God, I can't believe I can't remember the name, but it was so sick. I think it was called the Warehouse or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, they were doing shows there for like a year, and it's like, dude, if more venues like that can pop up, where it's like DIY, yeah, you know, you kind of yeah. just pay the venue some money to like have a show there. It's not like necessarily pay to play. You're not paying for fucking bullshit tickets. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. A right. Fucking whiskey, twenty dollars a exactly. goddamn ticket. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Are you ever familiar with VLHS? Sounds familiar. It's in Pomona. It was like a warehouse, basically, yeah. and they just yeah. they just did like all ages shows there. Yeah. All like that's we know. met in Pomona, right? At the one show, didn't we play? We played together at um, it's a, it was the venue that has the outdoor. oh oh uh, characters. Is that where we yeah. met? That was I that was so, definitely right? the first time we met yeah. like in person. I think we talked. That was before, a sick yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that character. Pomona. Characters, oh, yeah. as it's pronounced. Characters, dog. Get you that Pomona hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sick show, dude. That was awesome. My parents were at that show. Dude. Oh, yeah, they I remember all, that. They were all hyped, dude. They're like, <laughs> open this shit up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I mean, that's where I got all the music, dude. I remember I remember like being a kid and seeing um, my dad had all the... the a Dead Kennedy singles, so like, um, the, there's a, the fresh fruit for rotting vegetables with like the hand with like the starving child yeah, hand yeah. on it. Yeah. Like, he had those like displayed like in his office when I was a kid, and I remember like oh, going in there and like <laughs> seeing that shit. And I'm like, is that like an alien hand? And like, <laughs> you know, horrible to say, but I mean, like, right? when you're a kid, you have yeah. no idea. Yeah, it's right. funny to think about that when you first looked at album covers when we were like not even 10, younger than that, and like they used to scare us a little bit the way they looked, or I just remember. I'm not even going to name the albums. <laughs> I'm not judging. I'm yeah, just right. looking at you. I know. But even like they look just so different. It's just funny as a kid, the way you see things. And then when you get older, you don't 
I don't want to say you don't appreciate the art as much. I don't know. It's not as impactful. It's not as impactful, yeah. Well, it's smaller now. You know what I mean? It's, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, I never had albums either growing up. So that was a whole different generation. Like, you had a bigger picture in front of you instead of like a cassette tape I remember looking at. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's why I know that you, and that's a great point, Keelan, because that's why I know you really take the shit seriously because even the color scheme on your album, the new album cover is fucking amazing. Thank you. You think about it, if you could see that in a store or even, even on iTunes, like it just pops out, you know what I mean? So that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, so my oldest brother, so there's three of us. Um, he does all of our artwork pretty much. So he did all the, all the stuff for the album um jesus so yeah yeah he's a very very talented guy um but yeah so my middle brother is the drummer oldest brother does all the artwork you guys could open a side business like a little little, you know label distribution thing one-stop shop yeah you write the riffs your brother does the videos and you're the brother (laughs) that's kind of how it is now for every band you know you are your one-stop you don't need you don't need a bigger company anymore no that's the beauty of it right now like i know people are complaining it it sounds so ridiculous. I think about oh oh we had a record deal. It's so ridiculous because it doesn't fucking matter. You know who anymore. says that now? It's me. It, it's <laughs> it's people of an older generation that are like oh yeah we're working at talking to Sony right now. I'm yeah, like no you're mean not. Shit. Yeah, it but it, mean I just shit saw anymore. you guys play live. Sony is not looking at you guys. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just talking shit about one particular band in my head that <laughs> I don't and even one know. One drummer I met. I don't even know if they're alive anymore. But <laughs> holy shit! But, yeah. I know, right? but that's the thing, man. If you, I mean, obviously you need an attorney. Obviously you need an active booking agent. Yeah. But you guys got it all fucking laid out. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool because, like you're saying, people kind of complain about the landscape these days. But I feel like the it's never been more in the hands of the artist than it is right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, um, you can control everything that you put out. Um, so, I mean, there's a trade-off for sure, but I mean, yeah. you know, I, well, I just feel like the landscape is always changing. People try to romanticize about yeah. fucking, oh, it's in the 70s, man, you were you just could just be this band that was awesome. It's like, yeah, well, then the label literally owned every single thing that yeah. you did for the rest yeah. of your life, probably screwed you out of a shit ton of money. Absolutely. Yeah. Dressed you. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I just, um, feathers, <laughs> I just found out about, um, I, I obviously won't name names, but it's just crazy. I didn't know Dave that, like... Pearl. Um, <laughs> definitely not. The point is how fucked labels screw you over. The only thing that holds back new bands is they grew up with shitty music. <laughs> that's that's that a whole nother conversation. <laughs> that's a whole nother podcast. But Moral of the story, DIY is where it's at. Yeah. It, it Moral is a of the story, story don't listen to Green Day or Green Day. <laughs> I, I think the best thing the labels could do is like if you are under an umbrella with a band that's headlining uh nice size shows they could put you on as the opener i still look at it as an opportunity there yeah but uh, well that's the, true but but like if you guys play say one of those big festivals like you, they might you never know who you're going to be in the back with there, yeah. there's that and then you have to you know someone's like oh i fucking love the lungs i'm gonna go buy their shirt that you know and then like wait that's 50 dollars, and you guys don't see that extra money you know what i mean it's no. it's just horrible like yeah you know everyone's just trying these bands are trying so hard to just take that next step and all these vultures to this day still trying to fucking rape you somehow straight up true you're right on that but i was thinking it was on a positive note too like oh, if you play these festivals <laughs> no no you're right though but awesome. in my head where my head was going when you started that conversation like um you know you never know if you're gonna play a festival with you brought up food fighters before or something and you know someone like dave Grohl is a, a huge fan of music and he's like fuck the lungs rule you know i'm gonna bring you guys on the show is something of that example. That's so, a quote, by and it, I know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so much easier to get in front of faces today than, than it used to be. Yeah. yeah. Really I think the important thing about like a, a label, like, cause you guys have that partnership with Dune Alter, like mm. they have the, the lineup that is like, you would, you would be able to play with any of those bands because you know, you're, whether it's entry or yeah. whatever, it's like, you know, that they really stand behind these bands, like about, really about the music yeah. not just like what they're gonna make financially or anything Definitely. like that and i think there's like a few labels like that still that that like i really like dirt nap records and tim's like a very big like triple b records fan i mean I'll buy I everything love on triple b anything on triple b or dirt nap records and obviously now dune alter like, yeah, yeah <laughs> um, dude i'm interested dude, it's, in i mean it's just it's rad there's i think a lot of people doing really really cool shit right now like like you were saying it's just uh smaller labels people who really really care about music and i feel like that's really kind of uh coming to the forefront again it's like you know it's 
becoming a thing again, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that you say that too. There's certain labels now where you know what they put out, you're going to like because it's a certain family they bring in. Yeah. Um, That's the way, you yeah, know, or yeah. I don't know, it used to be a lot like that. You know, it's like we're like, you know, everything a certain label would put out, you'd be like, for the most part, really like, good chance you'd be fucking stoked. Yeah. For it. me, right. like Epitaph, like when I was growing up, I was like, I'm pretty sure it was going to be good. No, I, I, <laughs> I get like that. But like, <laughs> now it's you know it's obviously different now but before it yeah. was like okay anything up top was like, i wish we can get back good. to that well it is it's going on like you just said but i'm i need to find something <laughs> yeah well it's funny too because like i think in a band now if you just fucking do it because you love it and you really love it you're gonna do what you want to do with it like if you're in a band to get rich go hang yourself because it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah there's no such it's, thing if yeah. you're in a band to get laid i feel sorry for you because that's the it, only it way you can get laid <laughs> the roadies are the only ones that ever got laid yeah. anyway so it's just like uh, do what you want to do fucking do not compromise for anybody right. and just fucking play as loud as you fucking can all the time yeah if that's you don't enjoy music yeah just don't Straight do it up. well that's the best thing i think that came from this pandemic is that people who are still putting out music now are the ones that are genuinely into it for the right True. reasons. And the people like there's bands that I've seen that just disappeared. They're just gone. It's going to keep, and I don't know if they're ever coming back or if they're just waiting for Hopefully not. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> right. Thank you, Trevor. I, got, I have a list. Yeah. So I mean like, do, so, I mean, do these fans like, are they like, Oh, I'll just check them out when they come back. Or are they kind of like, well, you weren't around like i don't know that yeah. would be my dream Straight job up. to be able to say which bands can come back after covid <laughs> <That'd be awesome. laughs> yeah, right. have this list nope <laughs> no. it's gonna be pretty easy no. yeah like you yeah. said the bands that have like kept going through all this are the ones that are gonna come out at the end that's why we're doing trying to do stuff right now musically just for one because we like to do it and we find ways but we want to be ready uh when things open up not like Straight up. there's plenty of bands out there that are like well just call me when you know the whiskey's playing shows again we'll go out there and play I'm like yeah we'll sell tickets Psh- I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, like you guys, I mean, during the pan, I don't know when you started recording the album, mm-hmm. but you, you know, 30 years from now, no one's going to know that this album was done during that time. Cause you just fucking put out that great album. Right. right? Okay. You know what I mean? And there's nothing, Oh, we had to do this during this time. There's no victim. You just guys fucking just rocked it. And I love it so much. That's what you got to do, man. Take no prisoners, dude. Yeah. You know, just all, dude, just forward movement all the time. No compromises ever. Well said. I think that's a great Straight way to up. end this, to be yeah, honest. Dude, that was great. Yeah, that was well, well, thank you, Trevor. Dudes, thanks for having me. It's yeah. been a fucking blast. Yeah, we're looking forward to all the new stuff this week. And Hell yeah. Check uh, the lungs out on Bandcamp. would probably be the best. Yeah, Bandcamp. Yeah, you know, all the bullshit. Spotify, iTunes, whatever. Bandcamp's the shit. That's where I, I, love that's where I get all my shit. Yeah. All March 5th, buy everything the lungs because Bandcamp's giving it all. Yeah, Bandcamp Friday. There you go. And oh, yeah. tomorrow, which will be today when you hear this, right. watch that video. Yeah. Cross Cult. Thank you, Trevor. Thank Thanks, you. man.